are listening to The Ladies Room. I am Iris St. Moran. And I'm Jennifer Sanders. So by day, we are television news anchors at competing stations. But in real life, we are the best of friends. All right. So tell our listeners why we chose The Ladies Room. Well, it's a place where you get yourself together, maybe fix your hair and makeup, tell a secret. Ladies know what I mean. Girl, you definitely know I know what you mean. So you're going to hear phenomenal stories from phenomenal women across the world who are doing phenomenal things. And our goal is to provide inspiration and information. You're on air in the ladies room. I am so excited that we have Kate Welsh chauffeur, journalist, YouTuber. Thank you for being on the ladies room. Thank you for having me. This is wonderful to have both of you here. We are so, so excited. We were talking on the lake here and we just said she is, how do we describe her? I don't really know, but just a creative spirit, I feel like, is a good oh, way like to kind of, yeah. <laughs> like kind of describe. How would you describe who Kate is? Yeah, well, it's funny that you even ask that question or, or say that because I feel like that's a question I've been trying to answer myself for a very, very long time to the point where I didn't like talking about myself or my job or anything because I, I didn't know what to say and how to figure it out. And I felt like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm trying. And then, the, so now for the first time, I think in maybe forever now, I feel like, um, it kind of all of those things, it is, you know, creative and there, it is being a journalist and it's bringing all of those parts of my life together into one thing. So that's pretty cool. I love it. So let's talk about what you are doing now. So you're in Western New York. I'm in Western New York. I'm in Buffalo at uh, the NBC affiliate, WGRZ Channel 2. And you just started here recently. Mm -hmm. I started in uh, January of 2018. And... So when I started, I was, I think they were trying to figure out, what do we do with her? And, <laughs> and uh, it was a really interesting way of taking a job where they sort of made a spot for me. And so that was really exciting to be able to say, okay, what are we going to do now? What was just that like, you know, it wasn't something you were looking for, but they were looking for you. You they, know. Yeah, they sort of found me by accident through, uh, I had started a YouTube channel because I Throughout my career, I'd always done something creative. There was always that component. And then I went for a very long period of time where I didn't have that at work. And I was trying to get it going at work, and it just wasn't happening. And I, you know, honestly was getting mad and frustrated and just, Mm -hmm. I finally was, it it led me to doing this, uh, a blog eventually, and then that turned into a YouTube channel. And it was really just for me as as an outlet and then, you know, people started to watch it, which was kind of fun. I'm like, oh, well, the fact that I'm entertaining someone besides myself is great. <laughs> and um, a former news director at the station saw one of my videos and reached out to me and didn't realize I worked in TV initially. And um, that's kind of where that conversation started of, you know, what could you bring here and bring that person, but you also have a sensibility of being able to do news and be a news anchor, reporter, and all of that kind of stuff. And so what does that look like in our world? And <laughs> how does that kind of change what we're offering people on TV? And what does it look like? What does it look like now at the station you're at? What is your, because I don't really even know, do you have a title per se? I do. My my official title is anchor. Okay. Um, and so I've kind of, there's sort of been a lot of um, testing going on of what exactly that looks like and, and what I've been doing. And what I've been doing is a lot of feature things. I've been doing trending things you know I started a segment that was supposed to be a one-off 
that was talking about because Buffalo and Western New York have they have a lot of festivals in the mm-hmm. summer and things like that. And so we were looking for something for our morning show. So I was kind of contributing on the morning show, and it was what if we did things about all the festivals there are, and we'll do a segment. I said okay. So as I went to start that project, I said, I can't do this in one thing. Mm. You know, there's too many. There's a lot going on. I said, well, that might be a fun weekly feature. So it sort of developed as, what if we did it on Monday? Because as I said, well, you could do it on, naturally I thought, well, Friday makes sense, do it on Friday. And our assistant news director says, what if you do it on Monday? Because Monday, everyone comes into work and they're sort of bummed out. And what if we kind of made a joke of it and said, hey, we're ready for the weekend whenever, so we'll do it on Monday. So and I said, well, what if we just call it Festival Fest? It's like, all right, because it's like all these, you know, the festival of festivals and all of this stuff. And so then it just sort of took on a life of its own. Of Originally, it was just kind of like, here's some video, here's some events. And then they kind of said, you know, the, the best part of the first one, they said, was that you were in it. It was funny. What if you did that? And what if you brought that YouTube, you know, the jump cuts and, you know, mm. making, you know, jokes and doing that? What if you bring that into that? So I thought maybe they were just humoring me as a new employee, and I was thought, oh, really? And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go for it. And people, in some ways, were, were like, what am I watching? But in a, in a good way, they were like, what am I watching? Okay, I'm going to keep watching that, and I want to see that again. And overall, it's become this thing where people now, I mean, I was just, even this morning, I was at the grocery store down the street, the people behind me were like, that's her. <laughs> And they were joking. I took out my desk chair for one of them just for fun, and it became almost a character that I would take my chair everywhere. So I took it to the beach, and I took, you know, and he's this, you know, this whole thing now with the chair. And so they said, you know, where's your chair? You need your chair. I said, I know he's been kind of in storage for the wintertime, so, you know, I'll have to bring him out again now that summer's coming. But it became sort of this um, weird thing that has kind of become endearing and the thing I like about it now is all the events that I'm getting are coming from viewers and recently a lot of the events have been people who really need help so you know recently I did a thing about a benefit with a volunteer firefighter who you know they sent me a letter and said his whole life he's been working he's never been in a position now where he's battling cancer he needs to go for treatments you know their family needs help and that's an opportunity that maybe that's not a story that you're going to do in the regular news, but that's something that I can absolutely do and say, hey, by the way, this is happening in your community. Because some people, especially with charity, feel like, I don't know who I'm giving to. I wish I want to help somebody directly. So it's gone from being, hey, it's, and it's still great to say, hey, it's the Irish festival, it's the Italian festival, it's, you know, the, it's the Onion festival. But now you can kind of say, hey, here's this thing that's happening yeah. that you can help directly mm-hmm. if you want to. So it's, sort of taken on a life of its own of you could never have pitched that as this is what this is going to be or this is what your job is going to be so it's become part of that I fill in anchor um and I'm going to have an opportunity to kind of put all this stuff together in a in a new project that is coming so I'm not sure so stay tuned yeah for that which is I'm really excited about that and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is um for me it's really really personal because it's if I was going to do a newscast how do you, how does what does that look like and how do you do that and how do you put in that sort of um, I've never felt like a Walter Cronkite news person I feel more like that person who kind of knows what's going on and they Brian Williams the cat is like getting involved of course but I feel more like that neighbor who's like you know 
knows what's going on. You know, the neighbor's like, did you hear about this? Let me tell you, like, here's here's all the details, <laughs> you know, and more of that vibe than the know-it-all, because I definitely don't Yeah, Is this <laughs> what you picture, though, for your career? I mean, it's amazing how you've been able to kind of create your own lane and do what you like to do and be, like you were saying, Iris, be You're, authentically you. Yeah, no. I mean, I didn't, I never, I, that was a huge problem for me is I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, ever. I mean, that was always something that I thought, well, what am I going to do? And honestly, a big part of me thought, well, I'll just, you know, get a job and I'll get married and I'll have children and that will kind of just be what life is and that kind of, that's just what people do. And I did get married and I, you know, subsequently got divorced um, because, I, and I felt like I had to go through that. I had to do that and kind of realize there's more to life than that for me and I need more than, you know, that that life. There was, it was just kind of like, what are you, what are you doing? I wasn't even thinking about the, rea- the reality of myself. I was thinking about an ideal of what life is supposed to look like. Oh, Brian. Has hey, Brian. Now <laughs> joined us. On I wish you guys could have panel. just seen it, and then Jennifer <laughs> jumped back. Yeah. You could probably hear. Come here. Oh my god. He wants to be on the podcast. He does. He does. We, should, we, we, we need another mic for Brian yeah. Williams. Yeah, he's the constantly. Cat. This is when people would see, see him in my videos and say, How do you get him to do all that stuff? I'm like, Because he just, he just, just wants does. to be involved. We'll That's take a picture it. of Brian and we'll yeah. post that on our yes. uh, social media. So, so, when you were, were talking about that, how you had like this ideal, when you were living through it, did your. Because I feel like our gut kind of mm-hmm. tells us, like, you know, it gives you a little beep, like, okay, don't listen. And then you like get hit in the head with like an alarm. Did you feel like it wasn't right? And you just were like, not, not so much just your marriage, but just like having to. In general, I think I, I think I was feeling like, well, this is what growing up is like, you know? And I think, and I still get a knock up about that. Sometimes people like, oh, you're Peter Pan and you don't want to grow up. And I just think in some ways, I'm like, well, no, I'm a grown up. <laughs> There's a lot of grown up things that I'm that I'm doing and that I'm part of and, and you know, living and every day and taking care of things that you need to take care of. But I think it's the approach of it being um, joyful in a lot of ways. And that became more important to me. But I think as far as, yes, I did feel that, but I interpret it as, this is what it means to be a grown up and this is just life and you have to power through and you know not really realizing that that was not 100% true. I mean there's certainly things life is not all you know hilarious and great all the yeah, time. Right. Um but it should not feel like that where you just mm-hmm. feel like this constant sense of obligation rather than joy. Do you feel like free now? Because you're you're basically you're you're you. You know, like there's no like have to read. Obviously, you know, a teleprompter. Yeah. Just, you know, no teleprompter. No, no mercy. mercy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just you know you're. They wanted you for you. There's no like I need to be this Barbara Walters. I'm just Kate Walsh over. It's interesting because now it's a whole different kind of thing. Where now I, I think I'm working harder than I ever have. Um, and I sometimes have to take that moment and widen out and say, you are getting to do a lot of things that you've wanted to do for a very, very long time and having that gratitude and appreciating it and, and really saying, look at where you were and how you felt and how you feel now. But now I've 
constantly, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? I have to do something else. I have to figure out how to reinvent this or I want to make it better. And I, you know, taking that opportunity and just constantly thinking about what does it look like? And, you know, yeah, I've done this, but now how do I do that differently? And, and is that serving people? And is that a good thing? And, you know, it's, you kind of realize that it just never ends. There's always something that you're like, okay, what's the next thing? And what's the next thing? And how can I make this funnier? Or is this stale? Or is this, you know, and also, do I want to do this forever? What else does it look like? How do I grow this? And so then it becomes this whole mountain of, of things. But so you have to take that moment to be like, this is actually really great. Yeah, yeah. and enjoying the moment too. For yeah. you, what what's kind of your inspiration? Because I'm not a creative. Iris is definitely creative. She's creative. Uh, you're obviously oh, very you. creative <laughs> in your content and all that. So what inspires you? What do you say? Like, okay, I'm going to do a story on this or... I'm not going to do this story. What what inspires you to do that? Do you have a producer? Or do you literally come up with all your content? I pretty much come up with all my content okay. myself. I mean, we have conversations, and things are sort of transitioning now, but you know, we have conversations with the team of like, okay, what are we doing, and what do we want that to look like? And sometimes it's uh, trial and error. You know, do something, or I'll have an idea and say, I'm going to do this, and it'll be like, that was cool, let's do that again. You know, or sometimes I'll do things and be like, no, nah, that didn't really land, or I didn't really, I wouldn't necessarily do that again. But I think the thing that's been great about it is coming into a situation where nobody really knows anything about me, but knowing that they, they trust me, that I'm not going to put something on the air that is going to embarrass anyone or hurt anybody. You know, it might just, if anything, I always bring it back on myself. So if, 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 there's a joke to be made at the end. I will always make sure that, you know, I'm at the root of it and mm -hmm. taking ownership of it and, and seeing what happens. But, you know, we make television. And so really it's okay. It's a minute and a half of yes. your life at best. <laughs> and if it doesn't go all that well, and one of, one of my coworkers, he's um, one of the main anchors in the morning and he's wonderful. And he said to me, he said, I, you have created this world that if it goes badly or if it doesn't go exactly to plan, or maybe it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's still, you know, something that was interesting to watch or it was, it's, it's just going to be fine. I said, I have news for you. That is not just my work ethic. That is my life. <laughs> I love that. I said, because that's all you can do. I mean, yeah, things will be a disaster. And in a lot of ways, I think sometimes I need to have more, uh, you know, confidence of this is going to go well. I'll just be like, this could go really poorly. Who knows? And then you're just always like, look at that. Nothing set on fire. Congratulations, yeah. everyone. It all we've, worked out. You know, we've, we've done it again. Um, but I think I'm, I'm inspired by humor. I'm inspired by people who, you know, take chances because I'm not much of a risk taker in life in general. I mean, I worked at the same company for 20 years, you know, for all, so that's a very, very long time. And I feel like I'm just starting, maybe I'm a late bloomer, no. but I feel like I'm just starting to say, you know, and, and also you learn those lessons of it's going to be fine. It's it's really going to be okay, you know, as long as you're not taking, you know, risks with your health or someone else's or, you know, things that are dangerous or, you know, not that level. But generally speaking, try a segment and see what happens and see what how that lands or what it looks like and let it evolve. And it's a living, breathing thing. And I think when you treat it that way, then it 
it's interesting to see what happens yeah. with it. It's going to be fine. It's yeah, gonna I love be fine. that. It all yeah. works out, man. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, there's an anchor in Rochester named Don Alhart who's been on the air for a long, long, long time. Very well respected, and everyone loves him. And I remember watching him. This is probably, no, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, and I was home visiting my mom, and we were watching him on TV. And you hear him talking, and you can tell that his mic isn't on. Or he's not wearing it. It's that hollow noise. You can hear him, but you're hearing him off of this co-anchor's mic. And I just remember him taking the microphone, and he puts it on, and he says, you know, you've been listening to my pocket. And that was, and he just continued on, and it was smooth as whatever. And so I'm watching him and thinking, that has always stuck with me because I thought, that is how you handle And you guys know Things go wrong on television, and it's you know it's how you recover from that. And I just looked at him and said, "No one is thinking. Well, I can't trust this fool. He has you know <laughs> microphone, and I wasn't wearing a microphone. I'm like, no, it was just a human moment. It made him very relatable. He didn't make a big deal out of it. And they just carried on with the newscast, and it was just great. And I I learned so much from that very very small moment of just saying." you know, pick up and, and carry on. And the, the audience will be with you. And I think starting in TV, it was you have to be this perfect person all of the time and how you look and how you speak and how you present yourself. And once and also in the field, I didn't want to look like a dummy. I didn't want to look like I didn't know what I was doing. I, and it, that held me back so much for such a long time. And when I finally realized... No one knows what they're doing. It's all right. Just carry on. That changed a lot for me and was a very big turning point for me personally and professionally. And I think also that was a big thing with, you know, getting divorced. It was one of the first times in life that I was like, I've gone off the track, mm. you know, because you're like in school and you go to high school and you get good grades and you go to college and you get good grades there and the job. You, do, you know, it's like you're in this like, and to realize that, the track in my mind that was, this is how you're supposed to be an adult person and go through life. And then when it didn't go as planned, I'd be like, oh, no, wait, there's a whole lot of other choices out there besides just, you know, the ones that you had in your mind as being, this is how it has to go. So you did, you started off, like you said, you were 20 years in the industry, a producer and then an anchor. Yeah, a right? producer um, and then a reporter and then... And, and then, then an anchor. And what made yeah. you veer kind of off the path? I mean, obviously they called you, but you wanted to have a creative outlet and that's when you created your YouTube channel? Yeah, I that I wanted... I tried to get stuff going at work and kind of offer up, you know, what if some different ideas of things. It just didn't really go anywhere and I was really frustrated about it and I didn't really know what to do with that. And the thing about YouTube was there's no gatekeeper that it's an opportunity and and in terms of like a lot of things now whether it's instagram or you know there's a lot of different places where people can create you know tiktok you know you can create content and put things out there and or you can write and you can do blogs and no one is for the longest time it was you needed somebody to give you that platform and that chance and that opportunity and now you can create it for yourself and so that became very appealing to me that i thought i don't need anyone's I don't need to be a creative person at work. I don't need work to give me this tool. I can do it on my own. And so that You're was... You're the boss. Amen. Yeah, I know, I love that. And I think that's what I admire about you so much. And full disclosure, Kate and I worked together yeah. at the same station <laughs> uh, for a really long time. But I knew how funny you are because we were talking between live shots. Right, like, and people never knew 
that. No, yeah, no I would no, have never known. Never if known Iris that. wouldn't have told me, I would have never known how funny you were and creative. And, and then there was these videos and people were like, how? I'm like, I can't describe it. But I actually made an appearance <laughs> in one of them. Um, yes. Brown sugar. Brown in sugar in the house. Yes. <laughs> And I was so excited. You know, you just have to watch them. I have to see this episode. Yeah. Is it still up? Oh, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> it, it's okay. definitely there. They're all still there. The State Fair edition. The State Fair. Okay. Yeah. I'll dig it off the archives. I'll find it. I'll send it to you. Oh, please do. <laughs> My alter ego. Brown yes, there were people, yes. there's a bunch of people who didn't know that was the same person, which was very interesting to me and very eye-opening. And they're like, oh, wait, you're the same person? I said, What? Yeah, what? How many Kate Well chauffeurs? Yeah. I think there might be actually another one. Wait, why somewhere. didn't they think that it was... They just didn't realize how funny Because it was so... My my television per- person, news person, was so different. And even when I got here, they would say, y- you turn into a different... You're a different person. And so that's been a really interesting thing because I said it had to be separate for so long um, that now being able to have that permission to say, we want you to be this person. And even when I'm, you know, my anchoring has changed. I've grown in that regard because you've been able to kind of settle more into a, a person who is always, you know, the same person, you know, instead of having like, this is the anchor Kate and this is the fun Kate. And now those two people can kind of be the same person. And that's something I've had to learn and, and train myself because you're just in that very, you know, when you, I don't know. When you're talking to a teleprompter, you yes. just become this person that's, you know, it's just an, it's an odd thing. And mm-hmm. it's a really great skill when you do run across someone who is, you know, the same on TV as they are in real life. And you think, wow, that's really great that you figured that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not that easy to have no. those translate. No. Because it's not natural. I mean, it, to tell somebody, you know, this is what happened and then to read it from a script is... It's a weird, it's a weird thing. So when you have someone who's really great at it, you're like, wow, that's, you know that that's a real skill. Most definitely. All right, Iris, are you going to ask your question? Of course I am. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what time This is, is our favorite question. Our favorite question. Yes. Okay. I can be myself on this podcast. Yes, this you is can, the whole, yes, exactly. the whole point. What advice would you give your younger self? It's that react. We get that reaction yeah. every time we ask this question because <laughs> it's difficult. Yeah, you know what I think about that question immediately. What comes to mind for me is that it's funny because I know I wouldn't listen to myself. Mm. <laughs> Whatever it was, I know I wouldn't. Which is in some ways great. I say it all the time. Like I, you know, I was saying how I feel like a late bloomer in some ways, and you know, I, I'm I'm in my forties, and so it's I. But I think. I couldn't have done this when I was in my 20s. I just couldn't have. I was not, I didn't have the confidence to be able to do it. And I would never have been able to, to do it without looking over my shoulder. Like, is this okay? Um, but I guess I probably what I've learned was exactly what I said to you. It's going to be okay. Don't be so afraid of things. And I think that's, it holds all of us back because you're like, well, I don't know if I should do that or not. I'm scared to do that, or I don't know, or what are people, you know, even though you kind of get to a point where you say, this is for me first, and not in a selfish way, but you have to come from that place, I think, and, and realize that you have to make yourself happy, you have to feel fulfilled in what you're doing, and 
then the rest of it comes and people will get on board with you. That's what I, that's a huge lesson that I've learned. But if I told my younger self that she'd probably be like, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't it's get true. it. <laughs> Cause I think that my mother told me that for years. She'd be like, no, not everyone is looking at you and judging what you're doing. And I'd be like, you have no idea. Mom. <laughs> well, like on your Instagram, you, you have uh, one of the bullet points. Not for everybody. Not for everybody. I love that. No, yeah, I love not. that. That, and some of that came from my, my channel, too, on YouTube. I, I would write, I make these videos for me. If you like them, cool. If you don't, you know, there's plenty of other internet to watch. And because <laughs> I, I just want to put, it's like beat people to the punch. You, it's, there's a great chance that you won't like me. And my experience in this new job has been either people think I'm great or they can't stand me. And I was talking to one of the guys who's, um, in our part of our corporate structure, and he asked me, he "Goes, what's been the response?" And I told him that, and he said, "You know what? That's great." He said, "If we have a lot of tens and we have a lot of ones, we know we're doing something good." He goes, "If we have a lot of fives, if we have a lot of people who are kind of like, eh, I don't know, whatever," <laughs> he said, "Then we're in trouble." He said, mm-hmm. "So that," and I'd never heard that before, and it really resonated with me, and made a lot of sense, and I was like, "That's." You're right. That, I have to keep that with that's me. That's great. Yeah. yeah. It's like if, if everyone's kind of like, I don't know, it's okay, It's okay. I guess. Like, well, I don't have an opinion. But, and someone told me once something about Howard Stern that the people who like him listen to him for two hours and the people who hate him listen to him for three. You know, and so it's that kind of idea of, you know, there are sometimes that people, they can't stand you, but at the same time, they're like, I can't wait to not like whatever you're doing yeah. this yeah. time around. Mm-hmm. And you respond to some of the people. Your clapback who... game is so strong. <laughs> yes, I and I am here it. for it. You yes. make time. And... And you do it with class, but you let them know we're not about to do this. Well, and I think I call myself sort of an accidental advocate in that regard because there have been people who have said to me, you know, I appreciate that you do that. And there have been people who have said, you know, I wanted to start, whether it's a podcast or a blog, you know, particularly women. And they'll say, you know, but I didn't, I was afraid to do it because I'm afraid of people and that, you know, because people can be so mean. And... I was even talking to a group of, of kids in a um, high school class, and a couple of guys had started a podcast. And they said, what do you do about that, or how do you proceed? And I said, here's what I learned from my YouTube channel. I said, because that was a very personal thing to me. I said, and sometimes people don't like to hear that. It's like, well, it's not about you. This is What I'm doing is not about you at all. If you like it, cool. But if you don't, I can't, you know, I can't really be too invested in that unless you're also invested in a space where you're trying to do something and put it out in the world as well. But I said to him, um, I said, when you are doing something that you really enjoy and it's it's bringing you whatever it's bringing you, it galvanizes you against people like that. And so a lot of times I talk about that and I, I go back at these people because I want to show people they don't have anything to come back with. They really don't. And don't let it stop you from putting, you know, I think... They're in the minority. A lot of these people are in the minority. Despite the fact there's lots of... It looks like there's lots of people who are horrible out there. There's a lot of people who are not. And I don't want them to not have their voices heard because they're afraid of those few who... for what, and, and, you know, there's that part of me that's like, I know, hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And there's all that, you know, there's that compassion level. But it also infuriates me that I think, put something good out there. Instead of coming at me and saying, I don't like what you're doing. All right, neat. What do you like doing? 
And what if you put that out there? Mm-hmm. What could you contribute? What could you put out there instead of trying to drag people who are doing the work down? Um, I think it's Brene Brown who says, you know, unless you're in the arena, I'm not interested in your feedback. Ooh, you know, I yeah. and I love that. It's like if you're not, I, I don't, if you're out there also trying to put something out there and you say, hey, I think you could do it better that way. Um, it, the, okay, cool. Then let's have that conversation. But if it's like, I just don't like you. Okay. Yeah, like, what do you want me to do about that? I, I mean, yeah, like, what am I supposed to, how, you know, and people, people don't like that. I'll, they'll say, you're thin skinned because if people don't agree with you, I'm like, no, I, I'm just not interested. There's a difference. You know, if you have constructive criticism of my work or something that you think I could be doing better, or if there's a, you know, a community that could be better served, or there's a place where my talents could be used more effectively, in your opinion, by all means, tell me. But if you're just like, I don't think I don't like you. <laughs> like your like your face or you know, you don't you're not funny and you think you are and I'm like, well you're wrong first of all in that regard because I am <laughs> hilarious. Just ask me. But you know, that kind of thing, it's just make room I I wanna make room for people to feel safe, even if it's just in my spot. Like and there have been people who said to me, I my wife and I that ran into this couple like, My wife and I love you. We're gonna comment but we don't want to look like creeps because there's like a lot of people following. <laughs> we don't want to look like creeps. I'm like, no. I said, please comment because then other people realize that they're, it's the who the community is that's there. I'm like, I love knowing that you're there. And I said, it's great that you've come to talk to me in the grocery store, but how often is this going to happen? Right. You know, that's we're, we're going to connect more online. It's right. just the way that it is. And when people start to see, oh, hey, this is an okay spot. This is an okay thing. This is, you know, that makes sense and I can get behind that. Like, yes, give more rise to that positivity and that voice, particularly online where there can be a lot of stuff that's not great. So I, that's, I feel like in some ways I feel this responsibility. I feel it for people, women particularly in our industry, mm-hmm. um, who are just starting out and you guys know in our job it can be important how many people are following following you. And I don't want women to be put into a position of feeling like, they have to put up with things because they don't want to lose a follower. Yeah. And that's one thing that I'm like, there's the door. I've said it to people. I've said it to a guy just recently. He's still following me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just think it's okay. You can leave at any time. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, this is a free service. You know, you're no one's going to charge you. Just click unfollow and go, and it's fine. We're mm-hmm. all good. Um, and I think sometimes people take offense to that because they think that, well, I bet your, you know, bosses aren't going to be happy. I'm like, no, no, my bosses are going to be just fine. Yeah. And, you know, I can lose one of you and gain six of somebody else. And it's, at the end of the game, at the end of the day, it's numbers and it's not really all that important mm-hmm. to me. Um, and I would rather create a nice community than, than be like, look at all the followers I have. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not. We're in that following. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the community. You. Thank you. <laughs> Back to the videos. So if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? How can they do that? You can find me on all of the things. Yes. Um, I'm, it's my, so I'm at Kate Wellchauffeur, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I know you guys were talking about this, how much you like Instagram. I do, too. Mm-hmm. It's one of my, I think that's my, probably my favorite spot. Um, so, and Facebook as well, at Kate Wellchauffeur. DWGRZ, I think, is the official okay. <laughs> and then to watch your the work that you do on WGRZ just go to the website yeah go to the have, website okay. and you can you can find stuff there and um, I share stuff sometimes on Facebook and 
Twitter and all that good stuff. And YouTube, you're still I'm still doing it? Yeah, I mean, there's. it's really funny because people be like, why don't you make more videos on YouTube where we miss the stuff that you do on YouTube? And now, because there's so much more I can do at work, that sometimes I'm like, save that I don't want to I don't want to use that I can use that at work or I can figure out how to but I still I it it means the world to me because I would not be doing what I'm doing without it and to me it's a it's so like it's such a part of where I've come or you know what I've become and and my life that it's just like it is precious to me in a lot of ways because I'm like this little thing taught me so many lessons about myself and about you know just trusting yourself and just trying something and seeing what happens and seeing where it can lead and doing something that sometimes was just so it's some of those videos are so stupid it's not even fun I mean, they're ridiculous <laughs> but i made a schedule but they made us laugh, yeah i did it every I, and i'm for a long time i was like you know i did it once a week and that was it do it once a week it doesn't matter just get up in the morning and just do it and be like okay i'm just gonna do it and then after I shot it on my laptop at first, and then I thought, if you're still doing it after a year, buy a proper camera. So I bought a DSLR, DSLR camera after that. And then I made videos three times a week just to get better at using the camera and get familiar with it. So I just got on that schedule, and it was just, just do it. And don't care about it, and which was actually awesome because at work, you know, there's a certain way things need to be done, and it, there's this level of you know, the uh, perfection and things have to, this was like, who cares if the light falls over, it stays in. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. Like none of this matters. And it was like, this is so freeing and great and wonderful. Yeah. And, but watching it back, I just laughed. I'm like, this is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me laugh. So like, but I loved the editing process of it. I loved doing, you know, I loved doing it. And the fact that people be like, I don't know what the hell I'm watching, but it's just, can't look away. It's just funny. They're just yeah. like, yeah. like, I don't even know what you're doing, but it just is, it's just fun to be there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just entertaining people with something that's kind of silly. Um, but just the process of that was such a huge part of being, letting go of a lot of things of worrying about what are people going to think or what's this going to be. Or just like, who cares? Who cares? And some people will hate it and other people will love it because of exactly what it is. And that helped me kind of be like, it's just be that and do that and see where that leads you. And so I'm still seeing where that leads you. You need to do a master class in being you. I think that we could learn a lot from that because yeah. you created your own lane and it's so beautiful. Beautiful inside and beautiful outside. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being in the ladies' room. <gasps> I just like the way that sounds. Yes. <laughs> Let's keep the conversation going. Connect with us on social media using the handle on air TLR. And of course, if there's a lady you'd like us to interview, just let us know. We'll chat again soon in the, the-